Hello and welcome to an all new Marvelcast, Explosion Network's half of all things Marvel, a place to talk about everything MCU and beyond from Avengers and Defenders to Ant-Man and Baron Zemo. <laughs> My name is Ashley Hobley, joining me today, Kieran Marchant. Hey everyone, how is it going today? And Dylan Blight. Shing, shing. Oh, that was my like. Yeah, I don't know. That was. This is all. You know. You know what they call? Do you know what they call the little text bubbles in comic books? Trivia question. What? No. What do they call? Sorry, I thought you meant. I thought you were saying they were called trivia questions, and I was so confused. It's a trivia question. What? What do they call? What is the name of the things that they they that like say pow and you know like the oh it's like an expulative bubble or some shit like one that's more no. descriptive or something they're called like uh anamonopeda anamonopeda i think that's yeah, that's what the sounds are called yeah 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 that's what i mean well, that's bang, what, what is that what the sound of i thought you were talking about the sound shing, of the actual, what the actual like web shooters what the what the text thing was called though not what the actual word was yeah that's what i meant Oh God! <laughs> Welcome to Year Eight English, everyone. I uh, hope you have been happy to join us. Yeah, I learned that word from uh, Kevin Smith's Batman run. Same. Yeah. Same. Because he did the the villain, whatever it was. Yes, but, called yeah. it on a movie. Uh, yeah. We're not going to talk about DC. We're talking about Marvel, and this one's been a long time in the works. So I had a look at our Slack channel. Uh, we've had this Slack channel open since. January 22nd, 2020, uh, it is Jeez. now <laughs> well into the year, and we're finally getting around to doing this. Um, so, I guess, we'll go over sort of the plans for what this podcast is going to be. What is what is this show, actually, and Dylan? Because, it's- as with all things Explosion Network, I close my ears until I turn up on the show, so you can introduce it to me as well as the rest of the audience. Uh, so the kind of plan was this was going to be our Marvel-centric podcast where we would talk about all the MCU news and shows and movies that we're all expecting to come out in 2020 um, that maybe didn't. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's that's the plan for the podcast in the long term. Short term, uh, we're going to do a full MCU Marvel rewatch, uh, starting oh. with Iron Man all the way through to... Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, Far From Home. Far From Home. That's the name. And if we time this properly, we should have that done before Marvel's Black Widow comes out. Assuming, one, it comes (laughs) out when it's currently slated. Two, if it actually comes out at all. It might come out. It might just come straight to Disney+. Plus. Like, honestly, weren't they shipping it around or something? I don't know. No, not Black Widow. Don't worry. Not Black Widow, because Black Widow... No, don't worry about that. No, I don't. I don't I've, no. Yeah, it depends. It depends on America, uh, pretty much, <laughs> if they get open cinemas ever so, again. So, just to double down, reiterate <laughs> some, some points in case they were missed. Short term plan we're doing a Marvel rewatch of all the movies and lead up to Black Widow. Long term plan you subscribe and you stay subscribed to this show because. We will be talking about the movies when they release here. We'll be talking about trailers and discussing trailers when they release here. We will be talking about upcoming Disney Plus TV shows like WandaVision and um, Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier and any of these other things. Uh, so it, it'll ideally, if the world gets back to semi normal, where there's like a regular a stuff, of, well, <laughs> regular Marvel stuff releasing between TV shows, movies, 
trailers to discuss, uh, big news to discuss, that this will be a, 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 a like pretty consistent podcast to say subscribe to to talk and hear about all things Marvel. Yeah. And I think yes. from discussions we've all had, because like we have, I think this is also a gateway for all of us to start reading more comic books again, and especially reading more Marvel um, throughout the session, because I think we've all read comic books on and off at different points throughout years, but maybe you've all fell, fallen off at one point, or sometimes, sometimes, I know for me especially, getting into Marvel or getting into any kind of, especially Marvel and DC, sometimes it can be really hard to find a jumping on point or find a good spot to uh, kind of cling on to. So I'm really grateful for it's already, you know, as we go on through the shows with Ashley's recommendations to kind of continue to expand that and read more comic books and be pointed in the right direction for stuff because uh, it's uh, it's hella, like, confront not confronting confronting isn't the word but like it is overwhelming in terms of comic books with marvel kind of history and and how in-depth their library is now yeah absolutely so uh yeah we're, we'll be covering all kinds of stuff hopefully uh maybe even stuff not in the mcu who knows at this point uh but yeah that's kind of the focus at the moment and we'll see where things go from there so uh, don't stress this isn't just like another marvel rewatch podcast that everybody did no. like once we do 12, like 20 20, months ago yeah once well the ones like everybody did at the before end game yeah yes, this one exactly. will continue yeah. uh hopefully uh <laughs> 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 that's good optimism there, Go- good optimism it. i'm the optimistic one you know, on there uh i thought we'd kick things off this first like introduction episode uh number zero some would say uh, going over our, like kind of personal Marvel history. So, Kieran, what what are your personal connections to the Marvel franchise? I guess I always grew up. I guess when when I was growing up in England, comic books aren't that big in England. Like, there's no, there's not really many comic book stores, or is it in terms of or at the time in the nineties, um, that just isn't that kind of. But what was very accessible was uh, very much watching the. Uh, runs of Marvel animated shows that were going on at the time, which was, you know, probably a very precursor. Like, it, the animated series were very kind of interwoven in one another with um, Spectacular Spider-Man and the X-Men run and the Hulk's run and Iron Man and everything kind of for those kind of periods of time. I really enjoyed all those shows. Um, I definitely dabbled in comic books previously and, and jumped in. Uh, I think I got very heavy during the Ultimate period for especially for ultimate like spider-man because i really loved that version of spider-man um, and peter parker uh, but it kind of fell off because at the time i was collecting singles and realized that collecting singles is a very expensive but b also very like I, i'm not the type of person who wants to like I, even though at the time i was packaging them all up and putting cardboard in them it's not me and i have them all boxed up somewhere and i don't i just don't have anything to do with them at the minute um so i do stick around and i collect um like the whole collections of series every now and then when a series interests me um but I'm, i guess i've always loved marvel um there's always been very special with x-men and spider-man especially for me um and i think with the dawn of the mcu like many people it has broadened horizons and kind of brought in more and more uh, different versions. And that's why I'm excited for the next phase of the MCU because, once again, they are striving to go further into kind of those more niche superheroes and groups that should be really interesting to dive into and learn more about. Cool. What about you, Dylan? Um, so, all, like, all the cartoons, I guess, I used to watch 
when I was a kid, the though I guess there were mostly reruns at that point, but like the nineties X Men one and um the OG Spider Man used to be on when I was in primary school, whenever I, it was on like ABC, I think, like after school all the time. Like the Spider-Man. Like the OG, OG one. Yeah, yeah, like the, yeah. Um, so I watched all that stuff. I think that was my, the first time I ever watched anything Marvel related would have been that stuff when I was a lot younger. Um, when I got to, when the, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies were coming out, I got excited for that because... As I said, I used to watch that the Spider-Man cartoon so much, and after I watched that, I started watching the more up-to-date stuff. So I was I I like many people was fell in love with Spider-Man quite early. Um, got a bootlegged VHS of oh. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, which was oh. someone uh, filming it in the cinema. I don't remember how we got that, but um, that was a thing that we we just <laughs> fell into your lap. It just fell yeah, into life. Yeah. I always remember because I never watched... I can't remember how old I would have been when that came out. It would have been like fucking... I don't know. It would have been like fucking 10, 10 to 12. Somewhere around there. Surely. Fuck, I don't know. Um, but I remember watching it and then like someone stands up at one stage and like walks in front of the screen. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so weird. So 2002. So you would have probably <laughs> been about eight yeah, or so nine. Been like about nine or ten because you're a year yeah. older than me. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um... And then as I got, when I got into comics, probably around the time of Batman Begins-ish, I think, like it was probably that era of when superheroes were kicking off. The only place I could ever find selling them was my local news agent started selling like four random comics. Like they were two DC, two Marvel, and they had no obviously back catalog, and they were like way overpriced. They were like... As they all $10 each or something yep. absolutely disgusting. But because that was the only place I ever saw comics, I, I started buying them from there. Uh, a couple of years after that, uh, um, I found a comic book store down Hobart and I started ordering stuff from there. So, yeah, that was like how I got into reading comics and whatever else. I will say that like coming into this, not to like pick a side, I'm definitely more a uh, DC guy. As, <gasps> I, as I got oh, older, no. I got more attached to... Um, DC characters as, as I started reading the comics. I think that comes down to I found Marvel comics so hard to get into. Like it, they always just seem to be doing some big crossover event and you needed to be reading like seven to ten different series at the same time to be able to keep up with the storyline. And I think just I found DC comics more inviting at the time because the ones I the ones I found at least at the time, they weren't doing that as often anyway like it was like justice league comics had big crossover events but i could find like superman, superman wasn't doing that batman wasn't doing that etc etc so I, I don't know I, I i like marvel i want to say like it's a big <laughs> dc fanboy but i definitely will put on the table that i i i'm wearing my little bit of a, a dc fanboyism um when it comes to marvel stuff so yeah uh, yeah, I'm pretty much in the, a very similar boat. Where and of course, we've all watched the movies. Like, I yeah, feel like of course, that's just yeah. a given. We're, we're doing a rewatch, yeah, not a uh, first time, time watch. Yeah, there's definitely, definitely nothing on oh. this list that we haven't watched. Yeah, so I'm pretty much in a very similar boat where I'm probably more DC familiar because uh, that's the type of comics I got into. Like you said, I think M Marvel comics tend to be uh, tell long runs of stories uh, rather than more individual selective stories that you can just pick up and read like you know there's no i don't know dark knight or <laughs> no 
the uh, Dark Knight Returns or anything like that. Long all Halloween or all those. Long Halloween. The, those. the classic Batman stories where people can just point you to and go, hey, read this when, if you, like, how do I get into Marvel? Someone's like, well, here's this. It's run. always like some <laughs> massive crossover event or like, it's like, oh, mm. like uh, some crossover event between fucking X Men and, and some, yeah, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Which, I mean, says a lot about Marvel because you know, that's it's, it's literally what the, the cinematic event ended up being. Like, it's all about. It's very weird in terms of Marvel, though, because I always find for Marvel, Avengers stuff is a lot harder for, to get into than X-Men stuff. I find X-Men runs are a lot easier to jump into, um, just because they generally have either runs of, like, X-Force or, like, one of the spin-offs from X-Men, or they'll have a more kind of, well, especially for Wolverine, a more character-centric run that'll be a lot easier to jump into and to find a lot of the times. Um, whereas I think Avengers does have so many crossover crossing factors and... Um, which I'm not saying is a bad thing, but it just is very overwhelming just different, to, to yeah. get into. Yeah, yeah. so comics-wise, it's like X-Men I was reading for a fair amount of time. Uh, I've got uh, Grant Morrison's run of Astonishing... No. Astonishing? No, I think it was just X-Men. Or New X-Men. Uh, I got that. Uh, and then I checked out Joss Whedon's Astonishing X-Men run, and that kind of got me into... X-Men, but then they kind of went all over the place with that. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I've just sort of dabbled all over the place. Uh, probably most familiar with, like, Spider-Man. I think I've read... I think I read from Civil War through till pretty recently at one point. Uh, and then, yeah. Obviously, Ultimate Spider-Man is, like, one of the comics that got me into comics. The library just happened to have the first volume there. Um, and that kind of stuff. I think I've talked about this on a Pleasure Explosion, I believe we do. Yeah, I think you talked about this on Pleasure Explosion. explosion yeah, yeah, very much so. Which we did find. a about our comics history. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then uh, other Marvel stuff, obviously the 90s Spider-Man TV show and the 90s X-Men TV show. We much watched TV before school every day on... I think... I'm pretty sure it was Cheese TV. I don't know if you ever if you guys had Cheese TV, but... Uh, I did have Cheese no, TV. I, I did oh, not. What the I what the not in the country. Sad. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, of course, all the movies, all the, before the MC, obviously the Spider-Man and the X-Men movies, all great. Love them very much. So, yeah, that's where, that's my Marvel history, that kind of stuff. So, so you got some idea of the, where we're all coming from. Um, so I guess the crux of this episode, we'll be going through, uh, the current future of the MCU. Uh, I guess we'll kick things off with the upcoming list of films. Uh, with current slated dates. Uh, so coming out on May 7th, 2021, Black Widow, directed by Kate Shortland. Um, we've obviously seen a lot of footage. Uh, we know, obviously, uh, Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, David Harbour, Rachel Weiss, some person play as Taskmaster that we don't know. You know, it, it looks like it's going to be a big send-off for Scarlett Johansson, who, spoilers, died in the end game. <laughs> I don't think that's spoilers. <laughs> no, I think it's just... I think everything off the table, like... <laughs> this, don't, don't listen to this as your first time watching the movies. <laughs> yeah. So how do we feel about Black Widow coming up? Are we excited? Are we like, or is, or is the constant pushing of this film sort of dulled your hype? Um, I, I was indifferent about it. I was going to watch it either way until, because we're recording these all at once and kind of break the fourth wall a little bit, until we watched Iron Man 2 recently. Um, 
and, and then I'm like, oh shit, okay, she's kind of come a long way since this movie. You know what? It'd be nice to have a little kind of last hurrah for her and give her a, a soul-centric kind of um, send-off to her. I think the movie itself looks interesting, I think. Um, it's it's not a story that's often told, or I think a lot of other stories that have already been told by the MCU are kind of well-known stories or stories that people are far more aware of. So I think it's uh, it's it's worth like diving into before kind of saying goodbye to Scarlett Johansson. And you know, when we when we look at the characters that we lost during Endgame, she's the least likely one to reappear anywhere else again. So cool. Uh, then on. July 9th, 2021, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, directed by Destin Daniel Cretton, starring Simu Liu, or Simu Lee, I can't remember how to pronounce it, uh, as Shang-Chi, and Tony Leung as the Mandarin. As well as Aquafina, Ronnie Chang, and Michelle Yao in undisclosed roles. Of course, just finished wrapping up filming here in Australia. Um, I'm pretty... I'm pretty intrigued by this one, I think. Obviously, a, much like uh, Black Panther, like a completely different world uh, than anything else the Marvel has touched so far. So, uh, pretty keen for this one. I'm um, I'm of two minds. Because, obviously, there's a little bit of this movie that is, like... They're doing a, a bunch of retconning because people didn't react positively to how they do did the the mandarin in uh iron man 3 which we'll get to at some point in this podcast uh but then i i, I think it's like positive retconning because they're potentially hopefully doing like a, a a good version of that character because and i i say that because the character if you go look at the the way it's like Has the way the mandarin history yeah, the, the Mandarin's history, it's a it's a very like stereotypical, somewhat racist character caricature. Um f- like everything about that character. So I I think if there was like if there was a white dude directing this, or you know what I mean? Like I, I may be a little bit like I don't know about yeah. this. But I, I feel like it's given the the full the full team working on it and the cast, director, um everyone involved. Like yeah, I, I feel like I'm optimistic. I think Marvel's at this point has kind of earned some a bit of faith, a bit of trust in pulling these more kind of offsided um, series and characters and putting them in Marvels. We had, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy is probably a lot of people's favourite MCU movie, where prior to that movie, a lot of people probably didn't know who the Guardians were. Um, we've already adventured into Black Panther, which is a fantastically fantastic movie and is very highly acclaimed. Um, and Doctor Strange as well, which are movies that, you know, possibly at the end of the original Avengers, if you had said, hey, they're going to make these movies, a lot of people would either show no interest or be a bit confused as to why they would be doing those ones. So Can confirm I did not know who the fuck the Guardians of the Galaxy were prior to 2015 or whatever yeah, fucking year that was. was initially released. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. um, I think it's it's the Marvel and the, like the, the MCU writers um, and Feige have like kind of um earned a lot of kind of trust and faith in terms of that kind of thing for coming forward and bringing these stories to the big screen uh speaking of guardians we've got a very similar film in the eternals coming november 5th 2021 directed by chloe zhao uh starring angelina jolie richard madden camille nanjani lauren ridolph 
Brian Tyree Henry, Summer Hayek, Liam McHugh, Don Lee, and Kit Harrington. Uh, this is very similar because I know nothing about the Eternals. Um, I don't think many people do. They're very, <laughs> very, very niche. I don't think they've had like a big run in like a long time. Um, from memory, they're a Jack Kirby creation, I think. Yep. Yeah, he loves that space shit. Kirby. Yeah, loves he loves them space God old space shit. Yep. God peoples, yeah. So it's a pretty stacked cast in general, though, for for a movie that is uh, so kind of off the wall. Well, I'm sure we'll get to it. Event we might talk about it during the podcast, but I mean, it's interesting to see the casting changes as gone along. Where in the beginning they were kind of going for hmm. smaller names <laughs> or not as well known people, but now they can just get someone like Angelina Jolie as well as a bunch of like reasonably well known people like. Kit Harrington and Rachel uh, Richard Madden and Kamal Nunjani, who looks ripped in this movie. <laughs> He's yeah. yacked. It is insane, actually, for uh, especially him coming from um, Silicon Valley, where you're like, nah, this he's your typical typical like, I, kind of computer nerd. He is. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. But if anything, him him getting ripped for this movie doesn't really show. It just proves one thing, which is that anyone can get ripped yes. if they're yeah. paid certain hundreds of thousands of dollars, paid a personal trainer, and given diet diets, and you know, like anyone yes. can get ripped if you have the money and time. The means, <laughs> yeah. Especially you know, look at Chris Pratt when we probably when a lot of people thought of him prior to Guardians of the Galaxy, he yeah. was uh, yeah definitely not in shape at that point. Um, this movie though. I, I, yeah, I know nothing. I know absolutely nothing about the Eternals. I'm pretty keen for it though, because I feel like this is unlike Black Widow, where that's kind of a, it's still one foot in one direction, one foot in another. The Eternals is going to be our first uh, proper look at the the Marvel Cinematic Universe going forward. Hopefully, that movie, I would presume, may be our first sign into the next big bad. If they're going to set up the next big bad or tease the next big bad whoever that'll be in that movie because i feel like uh that would make sense you know to introduce if that's going to be um i mean well, that's I a big the, question but the part of it was <laughs> the next big you know, bad initially be, yeah. a lot of people when captain marvel was coming out and everything with captain marvel was oh, okay this is kind of a precursor signaling for secret wars um with the end of captain marvel and how it's positioned now who knows um, so it will be interesting to see what storyline they will be going towards for the MCU. Yep. Uh, then December 17th, 2021, the third in the Spider-Man Sony MCU crossover series, uh, the untitled Spider- Spider-Man Far From Home sequel, uh, directed by John Watts, um, starring Tom Holland, Zendaya, John Favreau, Jacob Ballatin, Battalion. Uh, Marissa Tomei, uh, Jamie Foxx and Benedict Cumberbatch confirmed to be in this film. Jamie Foxx as Electro, but not the Electro from Amazing Spider-Man 2, because he's not going to be blue. And also Benedict Cumberbatch, obviously, Doctor Strange, Strange, yes. Be interested to see how much he's in the movie, considering there is speculation that he is fulfilling that Tony Stark kind of mental role to peter but at the same time i don't think that'll be the case at all um from the animated series and from the comic books i really enjoyed spider-man and dr strange's relationship in general um 
uh, I, I always have enjoyed Doctor Strange anyway as a character, but I think the two play well off each other, and I think there's some really good chemistry between Tom Holland and Benedict, so um, I'm excited to see it. We're already going in an interesting direction with um, Peter's identity been out there which is not something that's been explored yet by a movie it's been explored plenty of course in of course civil war and everything else that's happened in comic books but for moviegoers this is probably the first time we're really going to approach the storyline and see how it's tackled on the big screen Hmm. i don't like the i have a pet peeve with superhero identities getting revealed plot lines because i spend the entire run of either the <laughs> comic or the movie just going okay like what what trick are you gonna get pulled to fix this like i it just i str- for some reason they just know me because I, I i refuse to buy into believe them because i'm always like okay what magic well, trick is gonna happen to to fix it and that's how i feel well, about the third spider well, movie where i'm like yeah okay, well, they're gonna do an Strange actual magic trick it. yeah or some fucking shit yeah Check uh, out Doctor one Strange. more day in the comic the comic books. Very well mm-hmm. received uh, events after Spider Man revealed himself in uh, Civil War, and how he hid his identity after that. Um, <laughs> I was being sarcastic; it wasn't very well received. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing around this one is that there's much talk of potential Spider Verse influences. Rumors abound that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield have been in talks. Um, I think with the success of Into the Spider-Verse, it has really lent itself to be like, hey, I think audiences are prepared to kind of step into this kind of Spider-Verse kind of... uh, Spider-Verse storylines. And also means we can kind of canonize those two series at the same time. I mean, sure, that would be nice, but I much prefer them to leave it the Spider Verse for the animated films. Well, Let I'm them sure be the, its thing in the animated yeah, okay. film. Listen, I don't want a Spider Gwen yeah. running around. Uh, what Spider Man without the Angelos Rice, whatever her name is, very good. Wasn't there the rumor that um, what's her face was going to direct a uh, Spider Gwen movie or whatever? Um, no, so. Um, Olivia Wilde's directing a Spider-Woman movie. Ah, Spider-Woman. For Sony, yeah. not part of the MCU. Uh, yeah. Yes. A Spider-Woman. It, not specifically which one, but anyway. Uh, then, February 11th, 2022, we get Thor Love and Thunder, directed by Taika Waititi. Uh, the big thing here is Natalie Portman returning to Thor as Jane Foster, who will be becoming the mighty Thor. In this film, apparently. Um, of course, Chris Hensworth and uh, Tess Thompson returning. Other than that, we don't know a lot about this one. Yep. You love that <laughs> Thor Ragnarok, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I think it's it'll be interesting to see what Taika comes up with. I think Thor's left in a really interesting spot. Um, I think the... I don't know if it's so much a choice to bring Jane Foster back, but or whether they've just kind of come to terms with... I know Thingamy had problems with... Um, I can't remember her name. Jane Foster. The the actress. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. That one, Natalie Portman. I was thinking about this last night while watching... The other night, while I was watching some stuff, and I was like, 
what is Jane Foster's real name? It's Natalie Portman. That's it. She's in Star Wars, guys. Um, <laughs> um, and but, uh, one I know of her she... issues is that she wasn't a big fan of the way her character went in Star Wars and <laughs> she didn't want to do... And then because she was feeling like her character was going the similar sort of damsel in distress route in the MCU and that's why she wasn't interested in playing Jane anymore. Which, when we get to discussing Thor, the worst of the MCU, the Dark World, we can uh, talk about her character in that movie more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Uh, also, Christian Bale was confirmed to be the villain in Thor, Ra- Thor Love and Thunder, which is interesting. Where is she? professional! Hey, what's she what you're doing, Thor? Rachel! No, uh- <laughs> Where is she? <laughs> Uh, March 25th, 2022, so quickly on the heels, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, directed mm. by Sam Raimi, uh, of course, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, I'm guessing, uh, well, Scarlet Witch is going to be in the film as well, uh, as well as, what's his name? Jane Vision? Nope. What's the, hang on, uh, Benedict Wong. And uh, I'm just, I'm assuming Rachel McAdams comes back, as well as Chiwetel Ejiofor. I imagine they're both going to be characters in that Maybe. film, but I don't think there's any confirmation. I, I have predictions that this movie is the next big, uh, like, if you want to count, like, sort of how Captain America Civil War was sort of like a pseudo-Avengers movie, like an event, the next, like, big event movie. I think this is the, in, in that string, it's the next sort of big event one that moves the, uh, the overall plot for the do most you think, out of all this. Do you think it's going to be... Because as many people kind of... I guess many people argue, Civil War isn't really a Captain America movie. It may as well have just been titled another Avengers, Avengers movie. Do you think that movie is going to be as Doctor Strange-centric or is it going to end up being a very much more... I think um, it's going to have a lot of characters, but it's not going to have like all the Avengers in it. I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if it has new characters we haven't even met yet or something or something along those lines or the some a couple of eternals or or, or something like I, I feel like this is the one in, in this is where they're introducing like multiverse shit right so like proper multiverse shit let's dive into ah, that, so this is the one they bring back tony stark in well let's please no <laughs> um I, i'm hoping that so that I feel like Sam Raimi's wasted if they don't allow him to make this, to push the, the edge of the envelope and make this as scary as he's allowed to. Or else I feel like it's kind of a waste. Like, I don't want him to come back and just make, hey, it's Sam Raimi doing his Spider-Man movie again. I, w- I want Sam Raimi doing... Uh, like Evil Dead. Mar- <laughs> yeah, but obviously not Evil Dead. But like I want him doing his horror roots. Doing Drag Me to Hell. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Which is that was yeah, a bit more or, big budget. Yeah, is it was a bit Doctor- more big budget and it's less like gory and whatever else, so yeah. Is Doctor Strange the right title for him to do that kind of thing in? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Like like Rumor has it he's been wanting to do Doctor Strange for since before Spider Man, so Yeah. Oh, I, okay. Interesting. I think if you see I think the, the original Doctor Strange is actually quite scary and like claustrophobic and um I mean that was directed by a horror director in Scott Derrickson. So, yeah, um, and that kind of works. I actually think the end of that movie has a, a very, um, like they could have made it scarier, but I think just the whole repetition and all of that it has like a sort of horror, so, sort of um, eldritch, horror, eldritch horror vibe to it to me. But I guess yeah. it's, um, 
Yeah, no, I, I understand that thing because I think maybe the humor of they kind of inlay into that final kind of scenes um, takes the edge off it a little bit. But yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then ooh, a couple. Of, no, those are all the ones currently in pre-production in that. Uh, so currently in development is Black Panther Two with the scheduled release date of May sixth, twenty twenty-two. Directed by Ryan Coogler. I fully suspect this to get delayed and pushed. I don't. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, yes. I don't. Mm, I don't know. I'm interested to see what they do without um, Chadwick Boseman. Like rest in peace, Chadwick. But I don't. I don't know what they do to kind of push this forward. Yeah, they're kind of in a rock and a hard place, unfortunately. I think they just have to leave the character for a while, and yeah, it's not the right time to, to to even bother. I. I don't think it's even how how long's it been now? A couple of months as we're recording, and even now I'm just like, no, nah, yeah. don't even, no, don't even. I don't even want to say the question that people are asking. Like, yeah, yeah, I didn't want to bring it. I don't no, kind yeah, of wanted to just quickly go over this one. Yeah, expected. we can touch on that subject maybe next year, but yeah, maybe once we get to <laughs> Black Panther, we can talk about it. Yeah, yep. Uh, we've got the Captain Marvel sequel uh, slated for July eighth. 2022, directed by Nia DaCosta, director of Candyman. Director of Jordan Peele's Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to Jordan Peele's Captain Marvel. Um, <laughs> really looking forward to it. No, um, so I, obviously I haven't seen Candyman, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, looks great. Again, Mar- Marvel actually, Marvel has a pretty good history of bringing in genre directors and making them do like sort of somewhat conform to, I guess, the the MCU standard of filmmaking, but letting them play around a little bit. So, um, be interesting to see how she goes. I think the another standout is if you look at this next slate of Marvel movies, one thing that does stand out is um, more female directors, more directors of color, um, these sorts of things. So, I guess that's the one really great positive as we as we sort of point out some of these directors in, in the next slate. Um, I don't really know what they do with Captain Marvel in the future because, Who'd- like, I I liked the movie fine. Like, we talked about it. We did a review discussion. I think me and Ash felt somewhat similar, which is that it was it was okay, like nothing special. But, um, but I mean, in the whole like Brie Larson hate train, I have nothing against Brie Larson. I think she did a great job at the character. I'm happy to see her return. I just she copped the biggest flame of like nerd hatred. She's got that end of the stick. That I guess they're gonna try it. They have to turn her into a proper badass that you struggle to hate. I, you know what I mean? Like I feel like they have to yeah. somewhat. There's like such a dark side of the internet that has a hate on her for whatever reason. So yeah, uh, it'd be interesting to see where they actually fit it in. It's like, because obviously they've got it's open to them to do a very similar to doing to do what DC is doing with Wonder Woman, where they can yeah, pick any whatever. time period between the '90s and now uh, to. Well, have, the nineties and nineties and wherever Endgame left off, like that's yeah. yeah. It'll be more Even exciting if that. it was if it if it was set in space between the movies, like on a different planet. I think it would be. I think it'd be super interesting for it to be in the three year time period of Endgame. Like, I think that'd be super cool. Like to have that. So it's um, the story of how she gets her hair. Yeah, that kind of story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... Like, to include that, but, like, because I think it's very easy for us to see... We saw the impact of the snap and everything on Earth, but 
It'd be interested to see it on other places in the world, in the the galaxies. Yeah, it, that would be, but I'd be I'd be hesitant to think they'd go back and retread that ground to a certain extent. I told you they they need to go make a TV show called The Leftovers, and what it's about. <laughs> is, oh wait, oh wait, sorry. <laughs> hit us up. Uh, so <laughs> other th- other films without current dates, we have Blade. Which is set to star Mahersha Ali. Uh, I'm all about this. I love Mahersha I'm, I'm Ali. I'm damn sure. I'm in. I'm in. Like I 100%. love Blade. I love the. I love um, original Ali. Blade movies. I, uh, I love him. So I'm, I'm. I'm all about this. My only, my only fear that I feel like a lot of people on the internet rightfully have, myself included, is that if they're not going to let it be bloody, then what is the fucking point? Honestly, because it's it's vampires. They drink blood. Listen. Yeah. Like <laughs> I hope he Blade comes in and cuts violence. Morbius's head off. That'd be really good. That would be great, yeah. But you know yeah, what I mean? Like, there's no point doing certain characters and certain Is that how the Morbius stuff. movie or TV show ends? Is him getting his head I hope so. Up? Jared Leto walks out. Ah, oh, I'm a All these fucking living cult vampire. Fans <laughs> All these cult fans are watching it in the cinema. They just start crying. Oh, no. <laughs> it be pretty oh, funny. Uh, yeah. No, it'd it have to be. Why would you do a vampire movie without any blood? Oh, it'd be stupid, but when I've just... I know how PG they want to play. The, no, no, the funny thing is, like, MCU's been around for so long that when you think about, like, oh, they made Iron Man in 2008, and let's say they're targeting, like, 12 to 15-year-olds then, the, the, the key target audience from when they made the first Iron Man is, like, you know, mid-20s now. So. Mid-20s, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, like, nearing it, it's, all of our ages, so it's our... Yeah, it's like us, except for Ashley, who's prehistoric. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then we've got Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy Volume Three. Uh, James Gunn will return after his temporary after hiatus that. from the MCU uh, because of Internet Peoples, uh, in which he'll return to conclude his story, uh, probably yeah. sometime in twenty twenty two. I wasn't a big fan of Volume Two, so um, but I liked the first one a lot. Uh, so hopefully it was good one bad one good one but yeah i don't know yeah hopefully i'll judge it more on suicide squad like let's see if suicide squad's good and if that's good i'm like okay bring some of that energy back to finish guardians with you know yeah obviously he had a plan going in for suicide uh guns galaxy 3 so i'm happy to see that he gets to fulfill his vision for that yeah uh then we have the Ant-Man and Wasp sequel coming up, uh, which will technically be the third Ant-Man film, but I think it's really just the second Ant-Man and Wasp film. So, I have a really big soft spot for Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, and even though one of my biggest complaints is that it's they should have just made it Wasp and an Ant-Man, because my favourite <laughs> part of that movie is just all Wasp shit. So I, I, I'm very, very keen for this one. I, I think that's actually one of the under, more underrated MCU movies. Like it, it's not. I it's, didn't love it. Really, I, I, I think it's. I, I honestly feel, think I'm the like most yeah, fun. Like I, <laughs> I think it didn't reach the heights that the original Ant Man met. I think Ant Man. For me, I put the original Ant Man in the same league as the original Guardians because I really love both of them. Um, and they kind of, especially with Paul Rudd's performance in it, I just didn't, didn't love it. Didn't love Ant Man and Wasp. Okay, so these final three films are interesting, and we probably won't know anything for a little while, but apparently there is a Ryan Reynolds Deadpool film in the works at Marvel Studios. 
Yeah. So same as Blade. If they're not doing it right, then if they're not letting they're him continue right. the Deadpool. the same stuff, then what's the point? I'm just interested if they're using that Deadpool to bring the X Men into the MCU, or if by this point the X Men are in the MCU thanks to the Doctor Strange movie. I don't know. I feel like if, I feel like if they do a Deadpool movie, it's just like he can't introduce x-men but if they have introduced x-men or teased them by then then it just is a open open well for some really great third wall breaking jokes for the entirety of the movie so yeah i don't know i feel like when they do introduce x-men so i know this is a whole topic but in my in my mind introducing x-men is they have to have the x gene only just kind of begin now or begin to be found now like i feel like it would be weird for them just be like oh professor x just turned up he's a 70 year old dude and all these people have been x-men with powers yeah magneto's been having powers since he was in world war ii yeah yeah all this also like it it just it it leaves so many holes in my mind that i'm like they just yeah does that extreme though then kind of rob you of some of the history of wolverine's history and like the mc in kind of in his character history of how long he's been alive for and everything um, I feel, I don't know. You could have to find ways around this. I don't know. It's just you could have a couple characters. Maybe you could get away with Wolverine being like the the first X Men, and he's been hiding for so long. If you really want to do that, but I don't know. Like if 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 they if they just introduce the X Men, they're like, hey, here's Wolverine. He's been around for hundreds of years. Here's the X. Here's Professor X. Here's all these people. They've been around for ages. You know what I mean? Like it just it'd just be very weird. It would just. And this is the problem with having a connected universe. You run into these issues, but because if you want to have a connected issue, you got to, these are the issues you got to deal with if you want to tell yep. the story right. Well, I will say there is a mutants film. They say mutant centered film in the works uh, in which uh, Kevin Feehe announced at the San Diego Comic-Con 2019 <laughs> uh, and noted that the terms X-Men and mutants are used interchangeably while saying the MCU's de- depiction will differ from the 20th Century Fox films. So, we will see another iteration of the X-Men sometime in the next decade. Uh, so, look forward to that. And, of course, finally, Fantastic Four. That's the other property that they got as part of the Fox deal. Uh, that they'll be bringing them into the MCU as well. Yeah, so another Fantastic iteration of them. Four. So, my... With the Fantastic Four, if that's going to be towards the end of the um, the whatever act, whatever thing we're up to, I feel like that could they just do the next big bad just be Doctor Doom? Like, I hope does, so. Does Please. that not just because that makes sense to me? I appreciate could, it if they did. Because even then, if they even if even if they tease Doctor Doom for several films, then by the time they get around to doing Fast Fantastic Four, they could still have the Fantastic Four film be set like now you know what i mean like it could be yeah yeah very much so so yeah, that, no, that I works completely agree in with my that. mind yep that would be good so uh that's everything on the film front we also have a slate of tv shows we can talk about um let me pull them up here so we have uh coming december 2020 wandavision starring uh elizabeth olsen Paul Bettany, uh, as well as Tiona Paris, Kate Dennings is coming back, Randall Park is coming back, and Catherine Hahn is in, in this as well. So, I've read the Tom King comic, it's very good, so I'm excited for this. That's my feelings. 
Have you read it? I mean, Did it, you read the- I own it. I've I've just never gotten around to reading it. But this okay. will be still a little bit different from that because that was purely. Vision yeah, but and if, if it follows, Scarlet, if it follows, it? um, like tonally, it's. I know it's not going to follow the exact same story because there's lots of characters in it that just wouldn't make wouldn't make sense. But if it follows the same sort of tone, and I could see how they could fit it into the MCU to have it make sense, then I, I think it's going to be like a, a a fun fun show. Yeah, yeah. And obviously the trailers look at make it look like it's going to be an interesting ride. Yeah, it's like um the all the trailers and the vibe is like what's that um what's that movie like uh, Pleasantville? Have you ever seen that? Pleasantville, yeah, the Kirsten yeah. Dunst. Yeah, and uh, Tobey Maguire and stuff. Yeah, is it? He's in it. He's like the main guy. Okay, no, I was is just he? thinking that's weird that they're both fucking making me doubt. They're both together again. Pull myself, pull myself out of my ass. Who do I think you are, Kieran? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then, also confirmed for 2021, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, starring Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, Daniel Brühl coming back, Emily Van Camp coming back, and Ro- Wyatt Russell playing uh, John Walker. Uh, I'm pretty keen for this, um, you know, more spy stuff, you know, see where they go from the end of Endgame. Uh, Anthony Mackie upset accepting the mantle of Captain America, you know. Yeah, so I I don't um I don't hate Anthony Mac- Mackie uh, like a lot of internet, or I don't hate the idea of the Falcon taking up the the sort of. Why do people role? hate that? Because it's not like this is like a first know. time idea. This no. is a. It's, a, it's an established thing that's already happened. I people get too like attached to certain characters times. and positions, yeah. and then anything that's uh, people hate change, and that, then they freak out and be racism. So uh, if you if you don't fall into either camp, you you fine whatever you'll get used to it. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm keen for this show. I'm a big um, I love what oh what's his name? He plays Winter Soldier. So uh, Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan. Yeah, I, I love him in that role. So just anything more. <laughs> yeah, Kieran got an actor right. Fucking ten out of ten. Yeah, good job. Okay. <laughs> Have ten points. <laughs> Josh uh, did it. Yeah, so also confirmed for 2021 will be the Loki TV series starring Tom Hiddleston, um, in which he will be getting the version of Loki who stole the Tesseract during the Avengers Endgame film and then travels through time and alters human history. Yeah, this is the one I'm least looking forward to because I just don't really, I don't like the concept and I never fell in love with Loki like a lot of the world. Like the whole, like, oh, he's so mischief and fun. Like, he's a bad guy you love to hate. Ne- never got that to me. I was just like, Loki. <laughs> just a is bit of a dick. A bit of a dick. And I just wish he would <laughs> piss off, really. So, um, him as leading, you know, I don't know. Like, obviously, the whole tone of the show says so to be a comedy where he bumps into different times and characters, I guess. I don't know. Like, whatever, man. I'll watch it, I guess. All right. Uh, then we've got a bunch of films set, uh, TV series set for 2022, maybe further away. Uh, we have the Hawkeye TV series, uh, starring Jeremy Renner in which will, is set to involve the passing of the mantle of Hawkeye to Kate Bishop. Uh, it's set to also explore more of Barton's time as the vigilante Ronan. Yeah, I'm about that one. Because I Death like Strike. the what's the comic? What's the I can't remember the, the writer's name, but I've read that run, and I quite enjoy it. 
The one that came out a couple of years ago. The uh, Matt Fraction. That's one? it. Matt Fraction is correct. Yeah. So I'm about it. Cool. Uh, then we have Ms. Marvel coming at some point. Of course, Ms. Marvel, the Muslim uh, inhuman hero taking the Ms. Marvel mantle. Uh, it was confirmed that newcomer Iman v- Vimlani is set to be cast in the title role. Uh, yeah, so that that I feel like the buzz around Kamala Khan at the moment is quite high. So yeah, coming off the the game, the a game. lot of people fell in love with her from that. Uh, a lot, I think that's a lot of people's first time seeing the character. I guess and a lot of people fell in love. But then also I've seen a lot of people post how you know obviously um, great to see themselves represented, which is going to come more full effect. Like we've, we've seen that happen like with Black Panther. So I feel like a Ms. Marvel movie can do the same sort of effect. To, to help re- represent another group of people on the big screen. So that's going to be great to see that character come to life. Yeah. Cool. Uh, then we've got Moon Knight. It's coming. Uh, and rumor is Oscar Isaac is going to be playing the crazed vigilante. So I never read Moon Knight, but if you ever see someone talk about Moon Knight online, people that fans of Moon Knight will hold the comics up like the most unloved child of the the Marvel run. Everyone's yeah. like, the yep, Mar- yep. Moon Knight comics, you should read them. But then lots of people don't. They're like, he's not a joke. Whereas whenever I look through comics in comic book shop back in the day, I'd see Moon Knight go, fucking Moon Knight. <laughs> look at this dork. I'm not reading this. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, there's a <laughs> <This> chance. dork. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's how I feel. But Oscar, if Oscar Isaac's playing character, I'm fucking in no matter who it is. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it just depends on who they get to play him. But uh, obviously, know very little about Moon Knight. Maybe we'll explore that in the future. But uh, it seems like a Batman kind of knockoff to a certain extent. Yeah, but more uh, crazy. But crazy. Crazier. More obviously crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's got that going for it. Uh, and then finally, we've got uh, She-Hulk. Uh, Jennifer Walters, who's a uh, lawyer or something. Like, I can't. I think she's a lawyer. Memory. Yes, she's, she's a, a lawyer. lawyer. In the comics, she gets transfused with the Hulk's blood, Bruce Banner's blood. She's Bruce Banner's cousin. Um, then can transform into She-Hulk. Uh, and Tatiana Maslany from Orphan Black is rumored to play She-Hulk. Um, so I never really liked Hulk comics, but I've read some She-Hulk comics and I always enjoyed those more because there was actually, uh, more character present and not actually just a bunch of Hulk smash. So, uh, that's exciting. Also, Tatiana is a a great actress who has proven to be able to play, uh, multiple characters (laughs) before. So, uh, if, if they're doing like the, any sort of split personality type stuff between the, the She-Hulk variant and the um i can't remember the actual character there normally isn't right. normally she there normally is, isn't uh, but if they if they want to add some of that she's like being out she, she can just capable to do it i guess yeah yeah i'd be interested to see it because obviously they've got don't seem like they have any plans to do hulk stuff in the near future maybe they explore some of the hulk more recent comic book stuff in this series with multiple colored peoples who knows? Uh, yeah. So I hope I, so. Red Hulk is really fun. 
just saying they've got the red, they've got the character who is the Red Hulk in the MCU already, even though it's a mystery. Maybe that was a spoiler. <laughs> you know, it's a big <laughs> mystery for a long time. <laughs> but yeah, all right. Well, that's kind of everything uh, at the moment. Of course, things can change very quickly, uh, <laughs> especially if they start to announce plans for the Fox acquired properties uh, in the near future. So. Yeah, definitely. Are you guys surprised that we don't have another Avengers film sort of in, I think in the they, lineup? I think it's better that we don't, just because Avengers kind of is the singling signaling of a bookend of, hey, this is where everything in this part kind of climaxes and kind of leads to. I think it's nice that we don't have that thing, so we're not expecting everything in this section to be building to a particular point. I think it, it just kind of leaves them all open to surprises um, and things to be interested in. Yeah, I think that's because we spent the last couple of years going, like, we knew was leading up to the big Infinity War yeah. saga event. Um, so every film was kind of like, okay, like, we, we enjoyed it for what it was, but it was also like, end credit scene, what do we got? What's happening now? Like, let's give us some more hints. Whereas we're kind of back more in Iron Man, like, we're reset a little bit, but not reset. Like we're just—it's—it's it's a fresh period. Yeah. They, they don't have a—they don't have like this ticking clock over them that's pressuring them to build to a certain point. They're kind of yeah. free to go out and do whatever they want and to to kind of build the stories they want without having to worry about them fitting into an overall thing. Nevertheless, though, they will still be fitting into some kind of scheme from uh, from the big brains up at the, the MCU and Marvel. Yeah. So what we're saying is Disney's going to keep printing money. Correct. Correct. We'll be talking yeah, about these movies be when Disney. we're all 30s. Oh, wait. Some of us are. <laughs> <laughs> 130s, maybe. <laughs> all right. Uh, let us know what you think about the future of the Marvel Universe. What films you're excited for. Let us know on Twitter. Uh, you can find all of us on Twitter at explosion.com slash Twitter. On our next episode, or, well, on our first episode of the Marvel Rewatch, we'll be discussing Iron Man, so be sure to watch that film, and join us next time for another all-new Marvel cast. Marvel.